Namaste and welcome to Vedanta the River of Wisdom podcast. A podcast that brings to you the ancient flowing tradition of wisdom that reveals you up your being having a human experience. I am Swamini B, a Vedanta teacher and a Hindu monk, and your guide by the side. Let us flow you and I on the banks of the river of wisdom shri swami ramatirtha also known as ram swami was an indian teacher of vedanta he lived from 1873 to 1906 one of the earlier teachers to lecture in the united states traveling there in 1902 preceded by swami vivekananda earlier here is a lovely story that he would narrate once upon a time the son of an indian king came to rama in the mountains and put this question swami what is god and the swami said well this is one subject that all religions propose to investigate and you want to know all about this in a short time so the boy said yes yes swami what shall i do to have this explained to me swami said dear prince you want to know what god is you want to be acquainted with god but don't you know what the rule is that when a person goes to see a great king or a great person he has to send his own card first he has to indicate to this king what his own address and name is now since you want to see god you better send your visiting card to god you better let god know what you are So how about you give me your card and I will place it in the hands of God directly and then God can come to you and of course you will be able to see what God is Okay this seems quite all right and reasonable I will directly let you know what I am I am the son of king so and so and I'm living in the Himalayas in northern India this is my name he writes it out on a piece of paper and gives it to rama so rama says i cannot put it in the hands of god directly because you don't know who you are you are like this illiterate ignorant person who wants to see another great person and you cannot even write your own name how will god receive you tell me correctly who you are and then god can come to receive you with open arms so the boy reflected thought over the subject and then he said ah swami now i see i made a mistake in writing my own name i just gave you the address of the body only and i have not really written on the paper who i am so the prince who wanted to know god 
asked his attendant who was standing nearby. Mr. So-and-so, to whom does this card belong? And the attendant said, to me. Okay, to whom does this stick belong? And picking up a stick from the hand of the attendant, the man said, to me. Well, the prince said, okay, if the stick belongs to you, there is a relation between the stick and you. You are the owner and the stick is your property and you are not the stick, correct? The attendant said, yes, master. Then the prince takes hold of the ears of the attendant and says, whom do these ears belong to? And the attendant says to me, the prince says, okay, the years belong to you. The years are yours. Likewise, your nose belongs to you. And touching the body of the attendant, he asks, whose body is this? So the attendant says, it's my body, master. Oh, then you are not the body. You cannot be the body because you said... That the body is yours. So the words that you have used, my body, my ears, proves that you are something else. This is your property. You are the owner, the master. Now, what are you? The prince asks the attendant. The attendant doesn't say anything. Then the prince says, well, actually, the address of the body that I had put down, I agree, I made a mistake. And that I cannot be the body because it happens to belong to me. I cannot be the mind or am I the mind? Well, maybe I am the mind. I must be the mind. He's thinking aloud. Then, to try to figure out the answer to the question, who am I? The prince asks the attendant, Now, you tell me how many bones do you have in the body? Can you say where the food lies in your body that you took this morning? The attendant doesn't say much. The prince goes on speaking and is trying to make sense of all of this. He says, but the same thing applies. The mind also is yours. The intellect is yours and if anything has this kind of a connection, then I cannot be that. The Swami goes on saying, well, think a little bit more because it all depends on what you say you are. Only then God can be brought before you and you will be able to see God. So the prince says, well, I'm trying to think, but my mind cannot reach further. Then the Swami says, okay, let me help you. So think about what you have done today. Can you share about what kind of actions you have performed since morning? So the prince began to relate, well, I woke up early in the morning, had a bath, 
did this thing and that thing, took my breakfast, read a great deal, wrote some letters, visited some friends, received from some friends and came here to meet the Swami. So he was asked, is that all? Have you not done a great deal more? So he thought and he said, well, he mentioned a few more things. And then the Swami said, well, you have done hundreds and thousands of other actions and you just refuse to mention them. This is not right. Please tell me everything that you have done. And the prince heard all these strange words and was startled. And he says, well, I've not done anything more than what I have told you. So the Swami says, well, you have. What is looking at me, the Swami? Well, you see the river and you see the face of this Swami. But who is making the six muscles in the eyes move? You know, right, that the muscles in the eyes move. Who makes that happen? It cannot be anyone else. It must be your own self that makes the muscles in the eye move in the act of seeing. So the prince said, well, it must be I. It cannot be anything else. Well, who is seeing right now? And listening to my words, the boy said, I, it is I. The Swami said, well, if you are seeing and hearing my words, who was the one who ate this morning? The boy said, I. Well, if you took the meals in this morning and it is you who will go to the toilet, who is it that assimilates and digests the food? Who is it? Tell me. It must be you. The problem is that science does not admit the solution to this problem of who am I. Somehow science directs your attention outward and tries to seek the cause of a phenomenon outside of the person involved. The Swami continues, Dear Prince, just think. The process of digestion implies hundreds of movements. In the process of digestion, in mastication, saliva is emitted from the glands in the mouth. Then is the next process of oxidation. Blood is formed. The blood courses through the veins. The same food is being converted into muscles, bones and hair. So great amount of processes. So many processes go on in the body just connected to assimilation and digestion. You make the blood course through the veins. You yourself make the hair grow. You make the body develop. There's just so many millions of actions that you do every day. And you say that you have done only few actions. So the prince said, well, you are right. There are so many processes that are done, but I don't know about it. But I can see what you're saying. That in this body, there are two kinds of 
work being done involuntary and voluntary and a lot of what you're referring to are these involuntary actions that I'm not aware of. So then he was asked, when you go to bed, do you die or live? The prince says, no, I don't die. I just perhaps go on dreaming or I just fall into deep sleep. Then when you wake up after enjoying the deep sleep, do you not make statements like, I enjoyed a profound sleep tonight or I had no dream tonight? Yes. Are you sure that you don't die when you go to sleep? No, no, I am very much there. Maybe the mind is not there, but I know that I have not died. It seems like I am an eyewitness. Yes, in my deep sleep, I see no dreams, no rivers, no mountains in that state. I don't have a father or a mother. I have no house, no family. Everything seems dead and gone. I slept and there was nothing there. Nobody was present. So then the prince is asked, are you sure about this? Yes. Are you an eyewitness that nothing was there? Yes. Then what are you? Are you a human being? Yes, I am a human being. You were present there and according to you, there was nothing else there. The prince says yes. Just to make sure I understood what you said that only you were present. There was no father, no mother, no husband, no wife, no house, no river, no family present. This was the evidence that you have given and you're the only eyewitness to this. And it proves that you did not sleep. Because if you had been asleep, you would have said, well, even I was not there. Correct? Yes. And while nothing else was there, if you had died, then who would have made the blood run through the blood vessels? Who would have continued the process of digestion in the stomach? So, what you're saying is that the mind sleeps, but you are something beyond the mind and the body. You are very much there. The prince says, Yes, I am beginning to understand that I am the infinite power which never sleeps, which never changes. In my youth, the body was different. In my childhood, the mind was not the same as I have now. They were entirely different. Doctors tell us that after seven years, the whole system undergoes a thorough change. Every moment, the body is changing. Every second the mind is changing. I see that. The Swami says, think a little bit more about it. And only then I can take your visiting card to God. You know the promise, right? You put down your right address on paper and God will be introduced to you immediately. Now the prince had come to know about himself 
that he was someone unchanging, something that was never asleep. And he wanted to know what God is. The Swami further asked, You know, here are these trees growing. Is the power that makes these trees grow different from the power that makes the trees on the other side grow? The prince says, no, no, it must be the same power, certainly. Then, is the power which makes all these trees grow different from the powers that make the bodies of the animals grow? No, no, it cannot be different, it must be the same. Then, is the power which makes the stars move different? from the power which makes the rivers flow. He said it cannot be different, it must be the same. So the same universal power of nature or the unknowable which makes the stars shine, which makes your eyes twinkle, the same power which is the cause of the growth of that body's hair which you call mine, the same power which makes the blood course through the veins of the body and the same power that makes the trees grow and other beings grow are all indeed one. And that power, that Shakti, are you not that Shakti which makes your hair grow and your blood flow through the veins? Are you not that Shakti? the Shakti which is beyond the body and mind. If so, you are the same power and Shakti that is governing the force of the whole universe. You are the same divinity. You are the God that you seek. That which is present everywhere, that which is unchanging and which is still present in many forms, you are that being, isn't it? The prince is amazed. That's true. I wanted to know God and I came to you asking what God is. And because of your insistence on putting my right introduction onto the visiting card, I now find my own self. I am the Atma. What was I asking? What a silly question I put forward. That in trying to know God, you have helped me find me. Thus, God was known as I am. You matter. Your life matters. What you do with your life matters. Thank you for listening. If you took away something of value from this episode, I would really appreciate it if you were to tag me either on Twitter at Discoveratma or on Instagram at Discoveratma and share your thoughts and reflections. If you are on Spotify, then please let me know what you think of this episode. 
And if you are listening to this on Apple or any other podcasting platform, then do spare a few moments and leave a review or rate this episode because this small input of yours will go further in making the podcast known to people who may be interested. Thank you for doing this. Would you like to receive an email every month that will bring to you more wisdom, more happiness and more freedom? If the answer is yes, then our monthly newsletter Arshavidya Bharati is for you. It has articles on living our traditions, links to podcast episodes, articles and videos published elsewhere in the month, reflections about how Vedanta is changing the life of students, announcements about events and courses, profound Sanskrit sayings, and much, much more. And it's not too long. Do consider checking out this month's issue and also subscribe. The links are in the description of this episode. The transcript of this podcast is available on discoveratma.com forward slash category forward slash podcast. I would love to hear from you. If you have a request or a reflection, please write to me at swaminiji at discoveratma.com. That's S-W-A-M-I-N-I-J-I at discoveratma.com. As always, thank you for listening and we meet next week.